Let's begin by singing all three stanzas of What Child Is This? Please stand. Please be seated. <clears throat> Today is March 25th, which puts us exactly nine months before Christmas Day. In the church's calendar, we remember this day as we call it Annunciation Day, uh, in remembrance of that moment, that event, when the angel Gabriel came to Mary and announced to her that she was actually going to be 
uh, the mother of her God. Uh, it, it's an amazing story, and it's, uh, it's a story that is central to uh, the Christian faith. In Mary's womb, God was there completely and totally. And God was there in her womb at that miraculous annunciation uh, completely man as well. It's, it's, a, it's a great mystery, one of the great mysteries of the Christian faith. And uh, now we're going to look at the hymn, Praise God the Lord, Ye Sons of Men, which, like the hymn that we just sang, is a hymn for Christmas tide. But this one does such a marvelous job of pointing out what actually happened there in the womb of the Virgin, how God himself humbled himself which he had to do, because unless God could be in the flesh and God could die for us, that death on the cross would be meaningless. If that were just a man or just a good teacher there shedding his blood, that would have had no effect on us. But it was not just a man there dying and setting a good example for love. It was God himself pouring out his love for us when we least deserved it. So here we go, let's uh, join together, you may remain seated, and we're going to do all eight stanzas of 148, partly because this is one of those hymns we sometimes don't have a chance to sing at Christmas, and it's a, it's a happy tune, but, but the text is just is, uh, explains, for anybody who doesn't know the teaching of the Incarnation, it is here for all. So let's sit up straight and have some fun with this beautiful Christmas hymn.
Awesome. Stand, please. be seated. We remember again as we go through exercises like this that uh, one of the reasons that we sing hymns in church is to, uh, uh, for the mutual consolation and the edification of the faithful. There isn't anybody standing in the pulpit today, but you have it in your hands and you're proclaiming it to your neighbors. This is an amazing thing when you think about it. We're looking next at a hymn that comes to us from Denmark on Mary Virgin Undefiled. Now, this particular hymn goes back to before the Reformation and, interestingly enough, uh, was, was a, hymn to the, a hymn of praise to the Virgin Mary. And one of the things that those little, clever little Lutherans did in the 16th century is they would go back and look at some of these old texts that were really beloved, people knew them, and they would just tweak a few words here and there and, and uh, with very little effort could turn a hymn that had been directed to the praise of Mary now into a hymn that very, very clearly and beautifully proclaims the teachings of Christ and who he is and what he has done for us. If you look at uh, stanza six, the, the, the hymn, it's interesting because in the first five stanzas, it kind of works, works its way up into this amazing hymn of praise uh, to Christ, the son of the Virgin Mary. But stanza six is, again, kind of a leftover where there were loads of guilt and things like that that, uh, that somebody else had to take care of for us. And in, in the Roman system, it wasn't always Christ, of course. My sins are countless as the sands. My crimes, that's an amazing image, isn't it? You know, who can, who can look at the sands on the beach and number them? My crimes are crying, 
Deliver me from sin's dread bands, and save me, Lord, when dying. Oh, let me not for evil past be lost at last. Grant me thy grace, I pray thee. So it's a beautiful hymn uh, stanza there that just is, is clearly setting the situation. This is our situation as humans. In, in, in God's eyes, we should have no hope. But because of what happened today in Mary's womb, we have nothing but hope. So uh, let's, you can remain seated. We'll do 268 and I'll maybe call out some directions as we go along. stanzas. Here we go.
Now, March 25th invariably happens during Lent or Holy Week. And it's an interesting juxtaposition, the image of the angel Gabriel there uh, speaking to Mary and the image that we have of Christ there on the cross. And one of the collects written for today does a beautiful job of uh, bringing these, these two themes together. So, let us all pray. We beseech you, O Lord, pour forth your grace into our hearts, that as we have known the incarnation of your Son, Jesus Christ, by the message of the angel, so by his cross and passion, we may be brought into the glory of his resurrection. Through the same Jesus Christ, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one true God, now and forever. Amen. The Almighty and merciful Lord, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, bless and preserve us. Let us go in his peace. Amen.